Okay. Yes, hello. Uh, welcome to... Welcome to uh, MJ's World of Gundam and <laughs> Other Japanese Figurines. <laughs> yes, it's the yes. only scientifically proven method to reclaiming your virginity, virginity in your 30s. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I am Will. Hey, I, I'm MJ, but I do have a story which probably isn't within the scope of this podcast about... Um, about is it about, about Gundam? About me getting... Yeah, but Gundam has got me, got me laid. Oh, yeah. So that's a real thing which You've has happened. You've told me the story yes. a few times now. I know. Less impressive than you think. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think getting, getting laid on the back off Gundam is, is pretty impressive. That's, yeah, it yeah. is a big handicap. All right, yeah, go ahead. Fair enough. But, oh, uh, by the way, this isn't a Gundam podcast. No, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, like, yeah like, the people have tuned in. They're like, oh, yeah. fuck this shit. Downloaded the wrong one. Um, no, this is myoclonic jerks. We'll yes. get on to medicine and pharmacy and stuff soon. Yes. Oh, no, I, I don't want to bring down the quality of this podcast telling you about my, my uh, limited sexual history. Okay. Even though we are in a room where I've betted at least three women. Oh, yeah. Woo-hoo! All right. Yes. In this specific room? Yeah, this used to be, this used to be in my bedroom. Oh, okay. And right. so, <laughs> almost... Like, almost had that a, would have been impressive. Yeah, almost... Because <laughs> there's, like, literally... There's there's like stuff on the there's plastic on the floor to stop stains. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a sex room to me. I know, yeah, yeah. no, because this is where you paint your figurines, right? Yeah, so this is the, so what I've turned this room into half a Gundam room, half a Gundam and modeling painting room. I have an airbrush all set up and that kind of thing, mm. and the other half is for the podcasting. This is my fun room. Mm. So yeah, so I think we should just quickly because this is a, this would be one of the early. Um, Episodes of the podcast. Yeah, but we so we did. What we is. did one episode with uh, Dr. Michael Toon, very interesting guy. Also, the most qualified to talk about any of this stuff. Probably yes, thought we we'd did. get rid of him. Yes. So it's just us now. There are no doctors on this podcast anymore. Yes, just a med student and a pharmacist. Yes, that's right. And mm. what's the idea of the podcast, MJ? Well, I think we were just going to try and make it like a, a comedic talk with some medically things in there. Yeah. I so if you're a student or yes. if you're interested in that sort of stuff. Yes, I think we should have this disclaimer at the start of everything about how this is not a clinical type of podcast. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. It's just a bunch of... There's just two dickheads talking. In fact, assume it's wrong. Yeah, yes. I think. Yes, I think that's a good way to go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just definitely do not take any of this and, and fold it into your clinical practice. That, that just don't mm. even fold it into your life. Just so, uh, depression was invented by the Illuminati in <laughs> 1952. Vaccines definitely cause autism. All right. <laughs> okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Ooh. Okay. Um, I, I just recently got a got a soundboard attachment to this, and so I'm, I'm really um, taking liberties with it. Yeah, definitely, yep. you are. Shall we talk about what we're going to talk about? Now? Yes. So, uh, at the request of Will again, yep. we're talking about lithium or lithium. bipolar generally, and then maybe we're going on to lithium. Mostly lithium, I guess, but we'll get into bipolar because it's a pretty interesting story. You know, uh, Tooney was talking about um, the discovery of warfarin. Mm. And I know a similar story, I suppose, for uh, lithium. I haven't really actually worked in mental health uh, for an extended time. I've never worked in mental health, so... But I've, well, I've done a maybe rotation. I don't work. You, you've you stood and watched. Yeah, I've yeah. watched. Done a lot of watching. Yeah, you've you've uh, you're like a mental health cuck at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what's going on? Yeah, that's right. Diagnose him. <laughs> Diagnose him, Doc. Um, but uh, yes, I am interested. So, off, so in in short, let's say what lithium is used for. It's a mood stabilizer. It's very uh, effective. It's very well known, and yes. it. Uh, 
lithium is used for bipolar disorder, so bipolar disorder. Everybody has ups and downs in their life. You know, people feel really great at tum- uh, you know at times. Sometimes they feel really down. Yep. If you have these big fluctuations, both up and down, that's mm. bipolar disorder in a nutshell. Well, that, that's what I'm interested with with regards to bipolar because uh, you know, I mean, I think that it's a term that gets thrown around a mm. lot willy nilly because mm-hmm. uh, you know people say bipolar. Hey, bipolar. I know bipolar, mate. I've uh, I've, I've 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 been with women. I know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say that with uh, with every you know mental illness. Oh, I'm so OCD. Mm. Oh, what? Because you washed an apple before you ate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm interested. Like, surely there's there's like an actual strict criteria which people use to apply to to tell tell normal normal you know like normal ups and downs that people go through in everyday life compared to someone who could be considered to have a clinical d- uh, diagnosis of bipolar. Surely. Yeah, yeah, there are. I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> You're not aware of them. I mean, <laughs> I, know the, I know the bare bones. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about it. Okay, so, so there are two type, two main types of bipolar. There are other subtypes, right? Yep. So there's bipolar one, where you have really low lows and really high highs. So mm-hmm. that's you have depression, episodes of depression. Yep. And episodes of mania, and yep. mania can be really like things you wouldn't even believe people could think you know like yep. they're god or they yep. own every uh every major corporation in the world or yep. just like absolutely out there things that yep. they they have the keys to every secret humanity's ever been ever been searching for man you, you you're describing a lot of people on the comedy scene right now but <laughs> yeah, anyway yeah. uh and then so that's bipolar one mm. and bipolar two is you have the low lows which are obviously awful then you have hypomania so it's not quite mania it's hypomania it's below mania yeah and that's where you feel really excited you're really driven you might work on a specific project day and night without resting might, mm. n- might not be eating at all or you might be super irritable as well yeah so that's bipolar two and then you have things like mixed episodes and rapid cycling stuff but we won't get into that basically for our purposes bipolar really low lows really high highs Okay, really, really low, really high highs. And there are certain criteria how long they have to last, and I don't want to get into specifics. I think it's like four days for hypomania and seven days for mania or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't even remember, right? Yeah. This so, is so that's what's interesting to me because, like I said, when you describe bipolar to me, that just sounds like a normal human condition in many ways, and at some point it becomes a pathology. And I'm interested in where those, where we've almost arbitrarily oh, no. have, have have put in these. Oh man! Once yeah, things. people do things that are really dangerous to their reputation. They might spend all their money, mm. be really promiscuous. Just things you would absolutely yeah. regret if so, anyone. So in the things right that would ruin their reputation, like pursue comedy for five years. <laughs> Unbelievable. Who's um, who's that? Is that you? No, it's just that's some guy I know. Um, he, he saw the light. Uh, but anyway, um, actually, five I, years. I, I I've wanted been doing to, it for longer than that. Oh no! But but, but before you decide oh, to change yeah, your life, yeah. yes. But uh, I, I was, was six years. I'm interested. Mm, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, so it's well, worse than I, yeah, it was worse it's, than I yeah, said. Yeah, See, yeah. I tried to inflate it for comedic effect, but in fact, the truth is. Uh, worse See, there than you re- are going, <laughs> making light of bipolar. You were just saying how people say, "Oh, I'm bipolar without anything," and then you're like, "Oh, because some guy was shit at comedy for six years. He also has bipolar." Anyway, but but you, I've. So we forgot to say it's up the top. Um, I should say uh, thanks for coming in for, for doing the podcast because you, you're actually just off the back of doing uh, doing exams, quite yep. quite, quite thing. And so you're 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 you're, uh, you're. Would you say you're in a low low or a high high right now? Or I would say um, a low low. A low low. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're just. Specifically, having asked not to talk about that because okay. I don't even want to think about it until the ex- results come out. Fair enough. Fair Study. enough. Um, but yeah, right, you try to play. Okay. What? what are you playing? No, nothing. Just this, this is, is your conscience. conscience.
you should be studying now. Um, anyway, you <laughs> <laughs> should be. Uh, study or you'll fail medicine. Yes. Um, <laughs> your life will be ruined. That's why you were so desperate to talk about the exams. I was like, let's not talk about the exams. I don't want to think you about it. You should be studying now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Your life will be ruined. I'm really pushing it for a bit before he, um, before he uh, storms out of the podcast. I will, I I will storm out of yes. here. Why aren't you studying? Okay. <laughs> Okay, sorry. So okay, we, we've right. gone off track. Um, uh, anything else? Any any interesting points of? Uh... Um, it's somewhat heritable. Heritable? Oh, well, I mean, everything is heritable, though. I think mm. that's interesting. I like heritable genetically, but yeah. Or there's an increased risk, say, in your children if you have bipolar. But it's not. I won't give any specifics. I think it's around the order of ten percent. Don't quote me on that. Okay. So ninety percent chance your kids won't be affected. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, even if they are, if you have bipolar yourself, I suppose you're probably you're aware of it, and could almost be a good thing. You know, if someone has to have bipolar disorder, it would be good to have a supportive parent. Yep. Um, but there seems to me, as well, at least from what I've gathered from watching people, you know, uh, watching, being able to observe it on the mental health ward and stuff like and that, and from the bushes, as you do. Yep. Yep. There are certain. There's like a. There's like a difference in intensity with hypomania and mania. Like mania, you just off the charts. Mm. Like, nothing would result in something good happening to you, you know what I mean? Whereas hypomania, I suppose it is conceivable that you could get something done if you're not too manic, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're just working day and night on this project or you're doing all your errands or you're, you know, you're really inspired and over the moon. For every up, you know, you do, from what I've heard from another podcast, you do really feel the down afterwards. There's no... Mm. I don't think there's any way to only get the highs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you always pay for it in the long run. Yeah, yeah. They say. Jeez. Sounds difficult, mate. It is, yeah. Mm. I suppose that's why they treat it with lithium. Oh, yes. That's a good segue. Excellent okay. segue. Yes. <coughs> so lithium, yes. Yeah, so I think that's like, the, for, the, just even looking at AMH, when you look under bipolar, lithium's like the only thing that comes up. Mm. And I think, I think practically, insofar as the pharmacotherapy that I see around it, um, like anything in the field of psychiatry, they often play around with, with different combinations of antidepressants, antipsychotics or whatever. Yeah. I think it just depends on that. Very, It's very individualized. Like when you compare to other, like my experience from uh, from like different specialties, like the, the kind of treatment protocols in other specialties, other specialties is very almost rigid. It's like, you mm. know, someone has a heart attack, you start them on an ACE inhibitor, aspirin, uh, you, know, you know, and there's like a whole suite of medications and it's, and it's pretty much the same thing across, across all the patients. But mm. in, in psychi- psychiatry, people can be in all sorts of different combinations and it just so happens that that particular combination works for them and it makes them functional. Yeah, but, I suppose mm. so. Although uh, there is something to be said about lithium being really effective for, I mean, it is, if it's not the most effective it could be the most effective thing for bipolar disorder. Mm. Like, the, it is such a mainstay. And this is interesting, what I was reading. Apparently, it took a while to get off the ground in terms of acceptance. Yeah. And it's still not as accepted as you might believe, considering its efficacy, especially in the United States. Can you think why? Um, because it was uh, a title of a Nirvana song? No. So, it's a salt. You can't patent it. Oh, yes, 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 yes. This is actually a similar thing when it comes to uh, efficacy of natural medicines. You know, people, there, there's no evidence around natural medicines, and some of them may very well work, but there's no uh, will uh, to actually 
fund the um, studies required to work out efficacy and safety. Well, safety is fine, but efficacy, because th- there's no way to patent it. Oh, okay, Not interesting. So there's no make what, no way to make money. Yeah, no way to make mm. money because no, sure. Oh, that's yeah, what drives. Yeah. That's what drives. Um, what do you call them? Uh, clinical trials. Yeah, like they okay, need to be funded by enough. someone, and and it's, beca- and it's an investment in in their ability to to have a patented product. So. Okay, interesting. Mm. So do you know who? Uh, actually, before we get into this, yeah. we're going to talk about the uh, guy who's credited for discovering the effects of lithium. Yes, um, Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Mm. Uh, in the course of our discussions over the years, I have discovered actually took a, took longer than I th- expected. MJ knows a lot about medications, knows a lot about pharmacy. Mm-hmm. When it comes to general knowledge, <laughs> I am. It yeah. is truly shocking. Yeah, so I thought bad. I'd intersperse this, uh, this podcast with a few general trivia questions. Okay. And just see how you go, just for my own benefit. Just to shame me on our own podcast. Is that what it is? To shame yes. my intellect. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I think I have a DSM diagnosis for you, mate. Narcissist. Okay. <laughs> what color is cerulean? Oh, I know that. Oh, wait, is it because of Gundam? You know this? No, I know it because of Pokemon. It's blue. Ah, oh, okay. Yes, oh, yes. of yes. course. Amazing. Yeah. All right. That'd be funny if that is how. Like, <laughs> have you seen uh, Slumdog Millionaire? Yes. Yes. Like all your answers to these would be no. I know that because of Street Fighter. That's probably yeah. I've 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 learned most of the things I've learned about the world have been through nerd culture and all that kind of thing. So that's yeah. the only way I've ever been educated. Oh, okay. So well, who says video games are a waste of time, mate? All right. How about this one? Who is credited for discovering uh, lithium's effects? Don't look at my computer. I'll pretend to uh, not see that. But like I said, Kurt Cobain. No, it's John Cade. John Cade. John Cade, Melbourne-based guy, lived really? from 1912 to 1980. He uh, discovered. Its effects on bipolar disorder in 1948. And Wait, so how old would that have made him? 1948? Well, Not in. Figure it out. I was interested to see. Let's see how long this takes. Back in the old days, right, people would achieve things at much Why are you getting rate. a calculator? It's 36, obviously. I, I, I don't know what it's 1912. No, because I'm, I'm no good at math, dude. I have a whole bit on it. You're an Asian. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah that's I have right. I a whole bit yeah. on it. Um, so, well, 38, 36? I guess 36. I'd say 36. Yeah. Yeah, like, can you, can you imagine yourself. Um, you know, like discovering like a like a life changing treatment. Like how many years from now? Five, six years from now? Yeah, no, I can't. But man, that's not even half of it, dude. Okay. He actually graduated, I think, from medicine in when he was twenty one. Holy shit! And yeah. he was a prisoner of war in Changi for th- over three years. <laughs> Fuck me. Where he set up a hospital or oh. was in charge of the mental health part inside that hospital in Changi. <laughs> it's just crazy stuff. So he's done a lot Man. more. I mean, lithium is huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he was uh, mm. he was a psychiatrist. Then he went to the army. Yeah. And he, uh, After he was a psychiatrist. Yeah, but he, he practiced as a surgeon in the army. Oh my God. Got captured, went to Changi. Yeah. And he, as I said, was treating mentally ill patients in Changi. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, what, 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 like, like soldiers or yeah, like prisoners of war. Prisoner of like war. The British and the Australians yeah. set up a hospital, and he looked Fair after enough. them. Which I think it would have been a lot of them. Man. I think being a prisoner of war ain't no walk in the park, mate. No, but the thing is, interestingly, you say that mm. he. It's there that he came across this thought that maybe mental illness is at least in part chemical. Chemical. Yeah. Yeah. Physiological. Yeah. As opposed to the experiences, which it obviously is in part as well, but. Uh, where were we? Yeah, so he uh, he was at this um, prisoner of war camp, came mm. back after the war, and he had this idea that 
people who are mentally ill might have an might have an excess of a certain substance in their body. So he decided to start looking at their urine. Right? Yeah. And he thought it might be uric acid. Okay, wait. I'm interested in how he decided to have a look at their urine. Because to me, it just sounds like he was just a kinky dude and he just happened to chance across it. Because how would, of all the excretions of all that, how would he think to look at the urine? Like... Yeah, I don't like, know. I feel like maybe if he was a, if he was, had a slightly different king, he'd be he'd be like sitting through this shit, and we wouldn't have lithium. I think it's just like a serendipitous thing from a kinky dude who like getting pissed on. It's I've I've read a lot about him today and yep. listened a lot about him, and he seems like a really upright guy. So when you're talking about him <laughs> in this context, it sounds really show bad. Some, show some reverence, mate. Yeah, I don't um, know. It's hard. He was. Yeah, but, uh, he, but, but honestly, he he sounds like such an accomplished dude. What I've learned, at least from my sh- short time on this earth, is that. P- People, people always have something about them. It, it always expresses out in a different way. So he's mm. achieved so much. It's not out of the realm of possibility that he was a kinky dude who loved piss. Okay. You know? Okay, so and you've heard it here. MJ has no kinks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I know. because I'm, Having I'm accomplished not, nothing in yeah, his life exactly, of any I'm, value. Yes, I know. Exactly. So my, my biggest accomplishment is uh, getting laid off Gundam. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I'm a straight-laced dude. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, <laughs> So he got this urine. Now this is where, all right, this is where it gets even worse from your point of view. Started yep. injecting it in guinea pigs. Oh my! To see if they went I, yes. crazy. There you go. There yep. you go. It's confirmed. Okay. And they didn't go crazy. So I've read so much. They didn't as go crazy. They died. They so died. The, but actually, the ones that were injected with the urine from mentally ill patients tended to die more. Die than, more? How do you die more? Well, in numbers, obviously, oh, than the... Okay. Than, than the <laughs> That's more of a death, yeah. <laughs> than the, pa- uh, the patients. And then the guinea pigs that are injected with um, urine of... Okay. Of healthy individuals. Where did right? he inject it? Just in, just in their backside? Like an intramuscular injection? No, in of- their abdomens. Abdomen, like a, he did, like a, like a. What do you call it when they when they injected at a forty five degree angle? Sub, oh, I should what, know this. Subcut, 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 subcut. Urine injection, or I don't know if it was subcut or yeah. just like intraperitoneal. Intraperitoneal. Well, I don't know what it was. I think we're missing the point, to be honest. <laughs> okay. uh, anyway, this is for him to figure out yeah. whether. Back to him injecting piss into pets. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this, this awesome dude. Go on. Um, also, one of the uh, criteria for. Serious mental disease now, I think. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, he was he thought that maybe the uric acid was what was causing it. And so he wanted to make, obviously, different strengths of this comp- or, or, of uric acid to inject and mm. see the effects and whatever. So he decided to make it into a salt, a dissolvable salt, oh, so using... Lithium. Lithium. Oh. And then, after injecting this lithium... Yeah. And he, you know, he gradually figured out that it was the lithium that was causing this. The guinea pigs got really calm. They got they really, really chilled out. But how did he? But what? But does that mean that the the the, the guinea pigs had bipolar to begin with? That's a this is what confused me. Yeah. No, I don't think guinea pigs can have yeah, bipolar, bipolar disorder. <laughs> but he keeps uh, running on the thing, and he keeps running, yeah, off, running, yeah, off, yeah, running yeah. off, running off, running off, and. Um, I just think he found it was very calming, right? Oh, okay. And so he, but he, he did have some. Morals and like I feel really bad for these guinea pigs, but yeah. he thought before I test on humans, I have to test it on myself. So oh. he took it for a oh, while wow. after that, and that's good. He didn't die from it. Yeah. So so where did he inject the piss into him? 
Oh, I don't know if he did. Wait, yeah, did he do piss so, and do himself? So That's yeah, a good question. I, know, I, know. I feel this is just a long way for him. He was just trying. So he has this kink, but he knows it's not socially acceptable even today. And so he he made this real convoluted way to inject piss into himself. So 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 that history wouldn't judge him. I think. <laughs> I, look, I, it's difficult for me to fault your logic there. Yeah, no. But actually, I'm interested also that it has a calming effect. So you telling me that maybe injecting prisoner of war piss could uh, these weren't prisoners of war. Oh, wait, wait, no, no, no. He's back in Australia at this point. Okay. Yeah, and he's getting uh, the urine from mentally ill patients. Mentally ill, okay. Yeah, from the asylum patients. Okay, okay. And injecting that into okay. guinea pigs. And also urine, so I read, from normal, from healthy people, not normal, I shouldn't say, but mm-hmm. healthy people. Okay. And the ones who had the um, mentally ill okay. Uh, urine. Okay, so mentally ill urine piss is, is the Was worse, is. apparently, that he thought. Anyway, it, you're missing the point. Okay, sorry. I'm it was the lithium that did it, all right, that, 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 that calmed, calmed these them. things. Okay. So he obviously thought that, you know, well, look, maybe if you were being injected with piss every day, yeah. you'd be a bit stressed <laughs> out too, and he found that this had a calming effect. Yeah, yeah. And so he decided, well, maybe it's good for mentally ill patients. Okay. Okay? For mental health patients. Mm. What's the What's the... The nice way of saying that. Mentally ill patient, is that still okay? I think so. And mentally, yeah. Mentally ill patient. Yeah. Anyway. So, he tested on himself. And then he tested on, after, you know, after he figured out he didn't die. Yeah. And I believe he's no longer using piss at this stage. Okay. uh, He tested it on a patient that he, uh, a specific patient he'd seen around. Now, 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 he just saw around. And this, yeah. To me, this is funny because... Uh, you know, ethics is such a big thing in clinical practice. Like, if, if you want to even just survey patients, it needs to go. You need to make some ethics application. It needs to go to a needs to go to a board. It takes like three months to turn around. But back in the old days, and this is how they got things done, mate. They would just walk up to a patient, and say, "Hey, you want some piss, mate?" And that's, that's how it did. That's how they that's how they move forward. I, I so. think it was almost that easy. I was listening to yeah. a, to a um I think a radio interview from a guy who wrote a book. Yeah, on him, and he said there were no ethics committees. So yeah, he yeah. just. But luckily, it was John Cade who did test it on himself. Yeah, I suppose. Anyway, sort of good and bad things happen. Mm. Um, ultimately, good, I say. Mm. So this patient, he had been sick for I think over thirty years. Yeah, he'd been in the asylum for years. Mm. Right, this guy was. He 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 had really bad, I think bipolar disorder. Yeah, bipolar mm. disorder. Mm. Oh, I, I, hope, I certainly hope it was bipolar disorder, not like ischemic heart disease or whatever. I got the I got the cure for what ails you, mate. He had a terrible phobia of urine. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Cade knocked it on Dr. the head. <laughs> I should say, Doctor Cade. Um, so he gave this gentleman. Yep. Um, oh, I've forgotten his name, unfortunately, William. I can't remember his name. We should credit that guy as well. William Pistaker. No. Okay. Um, John Cade. Hold on. Cade. I just like how your, your your Google results might be all might be all skewed now. It's like all the analytics. Like, man, this guy just loves piss. Yeah, yeah. I, you, funny story how I came across the story of John Cade. I yeah. Was on you porn. <laughs> it was on you porn. Uh, <laughs> I noticed uh, the book in the background. <laughs> William. Uh. Hold on, what's his name? They were, I was just trying to make a historically accurate porno because you know how they have like the worst plots, and then, but there's like there's some porno director out there with like real integrity, like, hey guys, we should really pay tribute to the man who started this all. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 yeah, you're looking up something. I see the Australian pop up. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to trust what comes out of your mouth oh, next. I told you don't trust anything on this podcast. Yeah, that's true. Not even not even the host can trust each other. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, clearly not with your study sound or your fail medicine. Yes, <laughs> your life will be ruined. Why aren't you studying? 
I am studying, and okay. the name of the patient was Bill Brand. Bill so Brand. Credit to Bill Brand. Okay. Anyway, he responded really well to his treatment. Mm. Within two months, yep. he was out of the hospital. Okay. That's that's bananas. Yeah, like that, they, that, didn't have, they didn't have they didn't have antidepressants. Yeah, they yeah. didn't have antipsychotics. Oh wow. What they used to use was ECT, electroconvulsive mm. therapy. Yep. Or lobotomy. Oh shit, dude. So this guy was out of there in a couple of months, which is pretty. That's pretty that's good, huge, and, right? and that's and that's also a, a great treatment option for patients because you can imagine back in the day, it's like, hey, mate, I think we, you got bipolar, you got two options. We either uh, cut piece of your brain out or we inject you with piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, um, so what do you think, as a pharmacist, is a good person you should be able to get this? What do you think happened to poor old Bill, Bill yeah. Brand, after he left? Well, he got stopped injecting with piss again, so he he uh, he relapsed. Yeah, he yeah. stopped his medication. Apparently, yeah. unfortunately. Well, which that, is that, a, that, that's a funny way of putting non-compliance. He's, he's not like, on piss at, yeah, at yeah. this stage anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it'd be funny. Like they're like, Bill, you know what happens when you stop injecting yourself with piss? A ride. Yeah. I think I'll st- take my chances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. So he relapsed. Goes because yeah, goes he relapsed, and, and um, uh, they went back in the and John Cade thought, you know, well, we'll up his medication up his piss up his, up his lithium okay and he unfortunately died of lithium oh, toxicity in 1950 so there's only a couple of years after that he after John Cade discovered its effects and apparently um, John Cade again quite a nice guy by all accounts yes. was quite shaken by this quite taken aback yep and yeah I think I think I already even stopped sort of working with lithium for a while after that mm. yeah I believe um, that I think there's, yeah, this, I should credit, I think the, listen to an ABC, if you Google like ABC Radio John K, there's a good day, uh, there's a good interview by one of the guys who wrote Probably the a lot book. more informative and less tangents about piss. Almost certainly. <laughs> Almost certainly. <laughs> Something uh, the whole family can enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but you know, it was highly affected, it did catch on, hmm. uh, it took a while. See, I, I'm interested to see after this, after this thing, because... Because the way like uh, medical treatments, you know, the, the way literature works, you know, people have these discoveries and then like probably in this case it worked and then it failed and then someone had to pick it up again. Someone had to take that risk again, mm. knowing that it killed somebody. Like I'm interested to see, like like I feel that it, the second person who went on to add to its development is almost almost as responsible, you know, almost should get enough, uh, get you know credit, what I mean? yeah, credit yeah. for it. Yeah, I suppose so. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't remember reading who did it after. John Cade. Why, why did he? Uh, did you read anything about why he decided to put lithium in there compared to any other salt he could have put in? Yes, yeah. because uh, apparently lithium was used to treat gout patients. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And can you explain why that would help? Lithium. I'm trying to think. Okay, so it binds with uric acid. I don't know. I don't know about that, but yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, right. Yeah, because, so, what, uh, so yeah. explain. Pathophysiology of gout. Yeah, so so gout if people have high uric acid levels, and then that and that that leads to the gouty arthritis. So exactly. so by, by binding to it, but surely that's obviously lithium is a very toxic way to go about it. But yeah. but yeah, that's interesting. So I yeah, they originally that. used yeah. it for for that, and then he was trying to figure out, you know, he was trying to figure out the right levels to put in his tests with uric acid, and thought I'll just make it dissolvable with lithium. Mm, interesting. All right, so uh, yeah, it's been pretty. But overall, you know, despite uh, despite Bill Brand's sad passing, mm-hmm. uh, PsychologyToday.com dot com says uh, 
That sounds like a reputable yeah, site. Yeah, I'm about to say, newworldorder.com says, lithium is actually toxic, don't use it. Don't listen to your says, doctor. Uh, no, it says, there is good. There is also good reason to believe that lithium has saved more people from suicide over the past seven years than all suicide helplines combined. Probably accurate, yeah, I suppose. And uh, the Royal Australian and New Zealand College of Psychiatrists... Mm-hmm. Says uh, in 1985, the American National Institute of Mental Health estimated that Kay's discovery of the efficacy of lithium in the treatment of manic depression, which is another an old term for bipolar disorder, had saved the world at least 17.5 billion dollars in medical costs. And this is in wow. 1985. Oh, geez, that'd be gazillions it's now. A lot. Yeah, it'd yeah. be a gazillion million dollars now. That's exactly. Knowing you just get put your calculator away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many billions is a gazillion jillion? Um, anyway, so is that, 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 that the That's end of the history lesson? Pretty much uh, it. Yep. We can talk about, you okay. know, and I think we should get onto the pharmacological effects of it and yes. well, all that sort of stuff, some useful stuff for medical students and farm students some, well, and nursing stuff. students. Well, the apparent mode of action, according to the AMH, uh, because I was, I, I've, I've always put uh, lithium into the too hard basket. I was like, we don't really know how it works. And it and, and, uh, turns out AMH agrees with me, but this is unknown. But its actions include the inhibition of dopamine release, which is a, you know, dopaminergic action is a very, uh, well, it's basically how most antipsychotics work, the, the, the dopamine antagonist. Enhancement of serotonin release, which is like how antidepressants work. Mm, uh, lithium has little or no psychotropic effect on normal individuals. That's, oh, that's interesting. interesting. That yeah. is interesting to me. The fact mm. that it has all these uh, effects on uh, neurotransmitters, but yet doesn't have an effect on normal individuals. That, I don't know if I believe that. It's on AMH. Just yeah, believe sure everything right. I okay, say. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll have this bit here about how Will uh, is going to fail his exams. Yeah. Study or you'll fail medicine okay. and your life will be ruined. <laughs> this is the last episode, last episode of, the of my iconic jokes. Uh, okay, so what else do we want to know? So that's how it apparently Okay, works. well, seeing as you're so bloody smart, yeah. let's go on to another general, uh, general knowledge trivia. Mm. Which is the largest planet in the solar system? Dude, like again, you um, you 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 back the wrong horse here. Like I, I used to be a space nerd when I was uh, when I was a kid, but it's Jupiter. Okay, yes, right. unbelievable. Damn. You picked oh, all the it. wrong things. Okay, now I've got one that you definitely and okay. uh, you are not going to get. I think we've even probably spoken about this. Yes, World War One. <laughs> I don't think I remember this. Began in which year? I'm thinking 1912. Bow, bow. Bow. What is it? Oh, yeah, wait, is it worth it willing for that? <laughs> Yeah, what year was it? It was 1914. 1914? Hey, that's not, pretty close. Okay. Adolf Hitler was born in which country? Uh, the easy answer is Germany, but it's, I feel it's not. I feel it's uh, maybe Poland? <laughs> oh my God. I don't fucking know. Austria. Austria. Oh. Dang it. All right, oh, this one... No, I'll save it. I'll save a few. I'll hey, did I just see a picture of Confucius on your computer just then? Are you? No, you didn't. Trying to attack me through my own race. No. Do you want to tell me who that is? No. That this is a picture of the first successful printing press developer. Printing press developer. Do you know what a printing press is? No, I don't. Like that? how they? The first they print... time they printed books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, or like printed type stuff. Okay. Yeah. So oh, who man. made that? So you know, obviously, it was a huge. Yeah, it was um, a huge invention because like you could recreate instead of getting monks to transcribe everything. Okay, well, for a start, I can see the four options there. There's Johann's Johann's Gutenberg, who I don't know who who that is or what it looks like. Benjamin Franklin, that doesn't look like Benjamin Franklin because he was on money. Sir Isaac Newton, I'm leaning towards, and Martin Luther. 
who I assume is Martin Luther King, he's black. This person's clearly white. So I believe it's Sir Isaac Newton. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, it must be this Gutenberg guy then. Gutenberg? Johannes Gutenberg. Yeah. And Martin Luther is not Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther was the white <laughs> German guy. I didn't know that. Who <laughs> sparked off Protestantism. Oh, psh, I could, that's... that's Way out of my wee health. Way out of my wee wow. health. Wow. Oh, okay. oh, man. I love that soundbite. Mm. Damn, I love it. Mm. Yum, okay. yum, yum, yum. Mm. All right, I've got a few more. We can go oh, back to Oh, we got more later. of this. We got more of this. No, nah, we can go back later. We, we can go back later. <laughs> okay. Um, so, <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's a practice point about lithium. So, obviously, um, uh, toxicity is, is uh, the main concern there. We need to be constantly, mm. uh, constantly uh, measuring uh, their blood levels to make sure that they... Uh, well, within, say, within a therapeutic range until un- until they're um you know stable stabilized. You say uh, uh, constantly. How often are we talking? Mm, uh, apparently, at least eight to twelve hours after the last dose. But 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 then I think I think roughly every week afterwards until this until they're stabilized, and then you can go like every couple of months after that. So so we're talking about uh, we're talking about maintenance therapy. Mm. So this isn't an this isn't in an acute. Yep. Manic episode. We're talking about maintenance therapy here. Yep. Um, I read every three to six months, and maybe if they're really stable every year, you can check their levels. Yeah. Well, according according to AMH, it says here three months, but I think yeah, practically what you said is probably more likely what happens. Okay. So AMH says measure concentration five to seven days after starting treatment, mm-hmm. and after each dose change until stabilized. Then, then every, every three, three months. months. Yeah. So it doesn't. Uh, so it's not like warfarin in the sense that it's really like. Every no. day initially. No, really. because yeah, because I well, the, the concern about warfarin obviously is because it, it's affected by diet so heavily mm. and all sorts of other things like the patient's dehydrated and all that kind of thing. Yeah, it, it's, it's a lot more labile. Whereas lithium, I think once you get it in the right range and provided their lifestyle doesn't have the drastic change, it's probably going to stay. Yeah. So more. it says uh, go back up. It says uh, from AMH steady state may not be reached for for four to seven days. Mm-hmm. Um, now. That's how long it takes to reach steady state. How long do you think it takes to say have an effect? Um, oh, jeez, I'm gonna. I'm just. I, 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 don't know like, top, I don't know that off the top of my head, but I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna say two weeks. Two weeks is my go-to for most psychotropics. <laughs> Close, I guess. Six to ten days. Yep. Yep. There you go. Um. So they often use it apparently with uh, short-term antipsychotics and benzodiazepines in that initial acute phase. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense if it takes you know a while. Uh, in depression, it takes a bit longer. Yep, um, can take six to eight, eight weeks. Weeks, which yeah. is the same with antidepressants, really. Yeah, because with antidepressants, we say you, you'll experience an effect about two weeks in, but the full effect can't be judged until six to eight weeks. So, okay. I think that's probably to do with the uh, pathophysiology, pathophysiology of depression, mm-hmm. and you know, changing signaling and all that kind of mm-hmm. thing. But mm. yeah. So this is from uh, Australian prescriber as well with adequate adherence, which is important. We mm. learnt about um, Bill Brand. Long-term lithium successfully reduces suicidal ideation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, furthermore, the Australian prescriber says long-term therapy may confer neuroprotection by enhancing the viability of cells as well as preventing apoptosis. Really? Oh, interesting. That's, yeah. that's, that's pretty full on. Yeah. There that, are also... That must, be, that must be like relatively new research. Right? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't... Let's cut that bit. Yeah, we cut that bit out. Yeah, yeah that sounds too groundbreaking for yeah, this yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you reckon a um, a reference range, like a good level of lithium would be? 
Well, it depends on what they're treating. So uh, I believe it's obviously lower if it's uh, if you're maintaining a patient. Yeah, mm-hmm. you go. Uh, so in acute mania, you want it to between 0.5 and 1.2 millimoles per liter. And prophylaxis, yeah, a little bit less, almost the same. Almost prophylaxis the same. is 0.421 millimole liter. So, yeah. yeah, and toxicity you can, can, concerns are at above 1.5 millimoles. So, what are some signs of toxicity? Signs of toxicity. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, off the top of my head, just uh, vomiting. <laughs> yep. Yep, the, the classic vomiting. So, the big one's tremor. Tremor, yes. This is from uh, Australian prescriber as well. General fatigue, diarrhea, thirst. Yep. Polyuria, so pissing oh, yes. a lot. Sorry, thirst was uh, thirst was um, yeah. Th- th- that's actually the main one that I yeah. that, that I learned about. That I, but I forgot. And I suppose if you are being injected with piss all the time, you'd like to piss that piss out that yourself. Out. Yes, I know. It's so going to the toilet a lot. Yeah, it's the circle of life. Yeah. Nausea, headache, and vomiting are common yes. initially. So they're all common initially, but they're usually mm. transient. One to two days. The, the article says. Yeah. Um, but a lot of those are quite non-specific. I mean, like if someone yeah. has gastro, a lot of them. But I think the first one is, is quite specific to lithium toxicity. Yeah. Oh, and tremor, yes. Obviously, yeah, yeah. tremor, yes. I think tremor is one of the big ones. So tell me about the uh, lithium in the kidneys. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, it's renally cleared. So that's a very big consideration for uh, people with renal disease and obviously the elderly. In fact, before I saw uh, toxicity concerns uh, above 1.2. So when you're just outside of the therapeutic range in an older patient, that's when you're going to be worried about toxicity because they generally have worse renal function. Mm-hmm. Yep. And is there a particular, say, kidney-based condition that can be caused by lithium? Um, nef- uh, I don't know. Some nephrotoxicity. Kind of nephrotoxicity. Um, <laughs> yeah, I won't comment on that, but it says, uh, it says uh, diabetes, diabetes insipidus. I did, actually, I did see something about mm. diabetes insipidus. Man, I think we've been so serious. I think we, I think we should just go on the well, on, 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 on the fun on the fun part. Now. All right, no, I'm going to give him a, a last pill of wisdom for like exams and stuff. Yes, um, lithium. There's a nice little mnemonic. Oh, you can remember. I love mnemonics. We should do mnemonics for all the time for yeah, other things. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, all right. it's great. Yeah. So L I T H, and there are two T's if you want. Yes. So these are the side effects of lithium: leukocytosis, really insipidus, so yep. nephrogenic diabetes insipidus, yep. tremor. Oh, teratogenic as well? Or, yeah, teratogenic. So, mm. there is the worry of Epstein's anomaly, which is a heart yeah. malformation. Yeah. So, they're the two Ts, tremor and teratogenic. And the H is hypothyroidism. Sorry, which we talked about. But we, we had talked about all of those before already, but not the leukocytosis. Yeah, I looked it up. I couldn't find anything immediately. Yeah. Well, so it's, in, it's in the common side effects thing, but I think it's one of those. I think that's a good mnemonic for serious things which can happen with lithium. Okay. Other, other than the obvious toxicity. Yeah. But that's a good one just for, for clinicians to think about. Yeah. I like mnemonics like that because you can always... Like, yeah, it's like a good in, one. in an ICU setting, the, the famous one is fast hugs. And oh. at the end of reviewing a channel, I'll just run through fast hugs. Yeah, run so through it now. Uh, whether they, whether the, so F is for like feeding. So whether they're, they're, getting, they're getting like a, some kind of like liquid diet or something like that. Um, uh, a is analgesia. S is sedation. T is thromboprophylaxis. H is uh, heads up. Um, like so a, it put the bed on an incline. Yeah, on an incline, yep. Uh, U is ulcer prophylaxis. So they, they're, they're going to be on... Normally, it's IV pantoprazole or an IV PPI. Uh, and uh, G is... Uh, ooh, oh, glycemic control. Glycemic control. And S is uh, spontaneous breathing trial. So we, we, we try to get them to breathe independently as soon as possible. Oh, damn. Mm. Nice. Yeah. 
Okay, the Battle of Hastings, <laughs> 1066, was fought in which country? Oh, my God. I'll Battle give you, I'll give you no, a few options. France, yep. Russia, England, Norway. Norway. Man, Hastings sounds like a very English name, or very white name, but they're all, they're all, those are all white countries. I'm thinking, I'm leaning towards England. That's your final answer. England, yes. Correct. Ah, yes. No. I mean, it's a very sad way you figured it out, but yep. yes, it is England. <laughs> he used racism to work out the answer. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that's good. Now, I just wanted to. We should. You know, we'd be talking about bipolar, but you know, bipolar is a very common. Do we have any ep- epidemiological things about uh, bipolar? Like we have like a percentage of the population. I'm going to say it's one to two percent. One two percent. Okay. Let's look up that. Mm. Very good. This is from the Black Dog Institute, a very good uh, resource for all sorts of mental illness, by the way. Mm. Bipolar 1 disorder may be experienced by up to 1% of Australians over their lifetime. Okay. There being no gender difference. Okay. The lifetime risk of bipolar 2 disorder is up to 5% with rates higher in women. What was bipolar 2 again? Bipolar 2 is the one where you, d- where you get hypomania. So you're not as off the... So it's basically, hypo- so it's basically 1, but it's just not as marked with the mania side. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then you can have rapid cycling as well, which is where you can go from depression to mania it's really quickly. Really quickly, mm. um, and you can have mixed episodes. You have signs of you have signs and symptoms of depression and mania in one episode. In one episode. There are all sorts of things <laughs> you can get into. But, so, but does all that stuff actually affect the way they treat them? Though that's what I'm interested in. Like, what's, what's if only someone had looked that up before we started yes. this podcast. So, so, so some famous people that have uh, bipolar. Yeah. So we had uh, Van Gogh, very pop, very famously Van Gogh. He cut us off, cut off his own ear. I will say um, the reference for this is MJ it's literally googling this Wikipedia. a minute before yes. we started and brought out the first link. Yes. So who the hell knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, ca- uh, well, Van Gogh's dead, so he can't uh, he can't dispute that with me. Uh, Carrie Fisher again can't dispute that with me. <laughs> uh, Carrie Fisher apparently was bipolar. Russell Brand. Russell Brand. He's uh, alive. He's live. Move. Next on. Yes, he's alive. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Also live. But that alive. was very famously in the, in the press. I remember oh, her. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not something. I, I've, I did know that she had bipolar. What did she do? Um, she married Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that was definitely a story. If you type in, let's have a look now. Here you go. Oh, no. Just here. While the couple was facing Douglas's cancer, which was probably her fault. Oh. <laughs> Catherine Jones was facing her own battle with bipolar disorder. Okay, I think she just came out, came out and just said it that she has that she had it. Yeah, so here, Catherine Jones: uh, colon, I torture my husband. Wow, that's yeah, that's a, that, yeah, that's, that's a reputable source. Yeah, that's the uh, Telegraph.co.uk. But uh, I definitely had heard it reported in the media, and you know, she probably came out because it was. You know, it was affecting her relationship, and also just to kind of, you know, give a more a more public face to bipolar. You know, yeah, maybe yeah. good on it. So, good on it. Uh, so that thing. Who else do I had? Stephen Fry, apparently. You and you knew that. You said Stephen Fry from I, QI. I definitely knew he had episodes of depression. I mean, he's attempted mm. his, He's had. He's made attempts on his life. A oh, couple really? Of times at least. I oh, think. Geez. Yeah. Um, man, he was. He went to jail. I went think to as jail. a teenager. Yeah, I think he did something with credit cards or something. He was a bad. Wow. He was a bad little boy. He probably like remembered all the numbers and used them fraudulently. He's that much of a clever dude. Yeah, he's very clever. Yeah. Okay, Stephen Fry, and apparently the uh, Energizer battery. 
is, is on lithium. Yes, but they only ever capture him during his manic phase for the ads, <laughs> he's powering whole cities and stuff like that, and uh, and uh, and trying to alpha ever ready. Yeah, um, one of the classic signs is beating a drum really quickly. <laughs> That's, I think that's Duracell, mate. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Hey, well, I mean, if which, we w- which which are we sponsored by again? I oh, know. No, if we want to get sponsorship, you have to you have to just stay to the one brand, mate. Oh, we can't just we can't go playing both sides. Otherwise, no one's going to give us money. Um, Please figure me out, corporate overlords. Fair enough. Uh, so I think that's it. I think we I think we've covered covered enough. I think we've covered almost too much. Yeah, definitely too much. And I'll and I'll, I'll be facing that in a matter of time when I have to cut Good, this down. Thank goodness I don't have to edit anymore. Yeah, yeah, jeez. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll be back again. I, I'm, pr- I'm probably going to set up some kind of uh, Facebook thing at some stage when we start releasing these. I think we're going. I'm thinking fortnightly. Exciting announcement. I'll probably be setting up some sort of Facebook shit at some stage. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking fortnightly because uh, it's, it's going to be hard to keep it to, to a schedule. Uh, which Roman emperor oh. built a massive wall across northern Britain in 122 AD? Uh, Roman emperor. I'll give you. He's a, here are the possible answers: Marcus Aurelius, yep, Hadrian, yep, Nero, yep, Augustus. I'm only going to go with uh, Marcus Aurelius. Incorrect. It's Hadrian. It's actually called Hadrian's Wall. Okay, oh, okay. that's it for this uh, for this episode. I think. Thanks a lot, everyone. Uh, we'll uh, speak to you next time. Goodbye. Bye.